Winter is just around the corner, and with that comes the greatest season to celebrate Christ, his birth, and that's Christmas. How do we celebrate with Christ as our focus? How do we bring Christmas back to our Lord and Savior and avoid some of the modern day views of Christmas? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Let's get growing. Hello and welcome to the Pray Just Plant podcast, the show that talks about growing, growing a garden, a homestead, a healthy family, and most importantly, growing closer to God. I'm your host, Crystal Media, owner of the Red Ridge Farm Homestead, where our mission is to help women of faith find the courage to grow healthy food for their family while building a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior. That's you. Don't let the world hold you back. Pray Just Plant. Welcome to the Pray Just Plant podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Media, and today in season four, episode eight, we're going to be talking about how we need to keep Christ in Christmas. Isn't that the point of Christmas? Isn't why Christ is part of the word Christmas? Today in this modern world, we get very focused on the gifts, Santa Claus, all of the bigness, and we lose the simplicity of Christmas. That Jesus, our Lord and Savior, was born. So today we're going to talk about nine ways that we can kind of still keep Christ in our Christmas and maybe not completely avoid the modern Christmas, but to keep the focus a little more on our Lord and Savior. So the first way is, I would say, the very simplest way, right, is to set aside time to read the story of Christ's birth. Read it directly out of the Bible, especially for our kids. A lot of us think that we need to sugarcoat the truth or make the Bible easier to digest for our kids. And so we just do the little simple stories out of the children's Bibles. But I truly think that children learn more and understand more when they're told the truth. So just read straight from the Bible. This doesn't have to be a big thing. And you can find the story in Luke 1, 5 through 56, and 2, 1 through 20. You can also find it in Matthew and a little bit in Mark, because the Gospels are the story of Jesus's life. So you're going to find little parts and pizzas in it all. It all depends on if you want to include Zachariah's story, if you want to include Sarah's story, if you want to include more of Mary's story, of Joseph's point of view. But if you just want to stay right with the facts, you can easily go to Luke 1, 5 through 6, 2, 1 through 20, and just read the story. Just find some time. It could be Christmas Eve. It could be any time. It could be on the trip to go to grandma's house. It can be any time. Just spend a little time reminding our children and ourselves by reading the Christmas story, the true Christmas story, aloud. The next would be to do a different kind of Advent thing. I know here at the the homestead, we have done Advent in several different ways. We've done the Advent candles. We've done the cute little candles that you get the little gift out behind it. We've done one where you can, you pull back the little picture and it's a Bible verse and it's usually connected to somehow something with Jesus. You can even do one where you are learning more about Jesus, maybe his names himself. One that I found that was very interesting was called Names of Jesus Advent Calendar. And this calendar was very simple. 
and very cute. I'm going to include the link in the, in the description of this episode and in the show notes. And a little side thing, check out the description and check out the show notes because if there's anything that I talk about here or in any episode that you want a little more detail about, check out those things and the description of the show notes and they're going to expand on it or they're going to take you down another step to find more information. This Names of Jesus Advent Calendar is very simple. It's very cute. And I will include the link in the description box. The next thing, set a time through the season to be reminded about Christ. Make it some kind of habit that when you guys are making Christmas cookies, you listen to Christmas music. Or when you're doing something in your regular Christmas season, include something during that time that also connects you back to Christ. And like I mentioned before, you can use the different stories in the Bible from different parts. Like Matthew 1, 18 through 25 talks about more of Joseph's point of view. And Luke talks a little bit more pre-story about when, about Zachariah the priest and Elizabeth. And then you have the point of view of Sarah. So during this time, maybe you can bring in some other points of view in the Bible that will share this story and expand it just a little bit more, but still remind them of the birth, remind them of the story of God. So now it is time for the tips and tricks segment of this episode where I share a few bonus tips and tricks I use here at Red Ridge Farm. This week's tip is going to be about winterizing your homestead. This week's tip is brought to you by the Build Your Soil Health Guide. This guide was designed to help you, the grower, become that expert that your garden is craving you to be, to become that expert of your garden's soil. Winter is just around the corner. We're talking about Christ, but we also need to think about winterizing our homestead. What are some things or some practices that we can put in place that will help us through the winter? One thing we like to do is, one, we surely make sure that we pick up all our hoses that we use through the spring, but there's other things that you can do. There's some other practices that you can do. You can make sure that you have maybe heaters in your barn. I know I surely enjoy clicking on a heater when I have to go out and milk. No, the goats don't need it, but I turn it on for maybe 10, 15 minutes and it warms the barn up just enough so that I can enjoy milking because it's really hard to milk with gloves on. But there's other things you can do too, like you can make sure that you have plenty of your feed stocked up. You can make sure that that is easily accessible through a winter storm, that it's maybe in your barn or right next to your barn, so that using that feed through the winter is still going to be easy, even if you by chance get a snowstorm that's two or three feet deep. And it's already plenty of work getting out to the barn and trudging through the snow. You don't want to have to work to try to get the feed for your animals as well. So think about some systems that you can put in place. Think about some ideas of where you can place feed that would make it easy. Think about maybe water too. You won't be able to use those hoses like usual. You can maybe have to haul buckets. Maybe put it into the goals to get a faucet closer to your barn. Whatever it is, just be thinking about those right now and get ready for this winter now so that you are ready for when that snow comes because it's going to come. You know it will. So let's get back to putting Christ back in Christmas. Another thing you can do, even though it's still a very modern thing that you that happens, what about Christmas movies? 
What about including Christmas movies that celebrate Christ and not just our focus on Santa Claus and the the receiving spirit? Because God is all about giving. Jesus Christ is all about giving. He gave the ultimate gift. So you might want to find movies like The Nativity Story, The Ultimate Gift movie. Chronicles of Narnia are the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe really does talk about that gift that we can give others that can help us. Polar Express. It seems like a more uh, modern movie, but it also connects a little bit of that giving spirit. Chasing the Star. This is a story of the wise men when they went to go find Christ and find and worship the Messiah. So enjoy a Christ-based movie. Enjoy something that is all about giving instead of receiving. And movies are a great way to do that with your, your children or your family. Another really fun thing you could do is when you get all together as a family, you know, more than just your family, your relatives and everybody together, ask them to write down prayer requests. Maybe you can all pray pray together about these prayer requests or they can keep them silent and to themselves, but they write them down, you put them in an envelope, and when you're putting away Christmas tree this year, you put that envelope in there. And so next year, when you pull that tree back out or you pull that Christmas decoration box back out, you find that envelope full of those prayers and you can go through and see which ones were answered, which ones you need to keep praying for, but it connects Christ back into Christmas because that's what God asked us to do, to pray for others, to pray for everything. That's how we talk to our Lord and Savior. So you can make that part of your Christmas celebration. Another thing you can do, especially with that giving spirit, is give a gift of service to someone in your family. I know as homesteaders, as gardeners, as growers, we are growing and doing all this for our family. We're growing the food, we're working hard, and that is a service to our family. One of the things that I've been kind of seeing lately, you know, that as a mom, making supper and doing the things we do is service to our family. But what are some other things like during the Christmas time that you can do to serve your family in different ways? Maybe you can teach your kids that Christmas doesn't have to be all about gifts of material things, but that service is just as important as well. That when they clean up their room, that's a service to me. When they go downstairs and maybe clean up their dad's office or make sure that their boots are put away or clean up the mudroom without being asked or who knows what their service thing can be. Jesus himself served his disciples. He washed their feet. He did whatever he could because he said, those who serve gain the kingdom of God. And when we teach our children, when we remind ourselves every year to do things out of service, do things out of a gift of service, do things out of giving a little bit more of ourselves, because when we're physically doing something, we're giving our energy, we're giving our emotions, we're giving a little more than just a gift that we may not have made. And that's another thing you can do is maybe make a gift. And while you're making the gift, be thinking about that person, putting prayers into that gift, something to to really show that you served that person, not just to get them what they want, but something that can give them something more in the future. Or I really can't think of anything off the top of my head, but you can. Think about ways that you can serve your family and 
Think about ways that a brother can serve a sister or a sister can serve a brother or a husband can serve a wife or a wife can serve a husband. All of those things can be gifts on Christmas instead of just material things. Another thing we could do to include Christ in our Christmas is to think about others. Think about others outside of our family. Think about others that are maybe doing the hard work, missionaries or soldiers. Find time to write cards to them. There's lots of ways that you could get a hold of these kind of people. You can contact your church. They would have probably, there's local missionaries that they know about that you could send Christmas cards to or local soldiers if you were to contact your local National Guard, they would know a few soldiers that could be wrote to, or even your local church would also probably know some of those people too that are serving right now in our military and need just a little extra love from us. And why not send them a Christmas card just to spread Christ's love to others, not just our family, but to everyone else. Christmas cards to maybe that grocery lady that was always really nice. It'd be a great way to say thank you. Or you know, the library lady or whoever you're thinking of that has always served you with a smile or is doing the hard work of spreading God's word like missionaries or the really hard work of putting their lives on the line for our freedom. So now it is time for the Growing With God segment of this episode where we talk about building that relationship with our Lord and Savior. And over the past season, we have been reading Romans 8. And today we are in 18 through 21, verses 18 through 21. If you would like to read along with these verses, I am reading from the message translation. That's why I don't think there's any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. The created world itself can hardly wait for what's coming next. Everything in creation is being more or less held back. God reigns it in until both creation and all creatures are ready and can be released at the same moment into the glorious times ahead. Meanwhile, the joyful anticipation deepens. So if I were to pull those verses out of nowhere, just like I did, they may be hard to understand. But the previous four verses before this, in 9 through 11, 12 through 14, talk about focusing on God and moving into our new life with him. When we make him the center and not ourselves the center, we are given a new life, a new life that God's spirit is beckoning us to, a new life that is adventurously expectant, that we are greeting like a child greets the world. And in that new life, he asks us to move forward into it, view things as a child, understand that we're learning this new life and that that we're going to be going through this new life with Christ. And if Christ goes through hard times, we go through hard times. And when Christ goes through good times, we'll go through good times. And right now on earth, we're kind of in not so great times if we compare it to our eternity, if we compare it to heaven. And that's what this this verse 18 through 21 is talking about, that we can't compare. There's no way that we can compare our life on earth with the good times that are to come. God created the world itself and it's waiting in this expectant time. It's waiting to be fulfilled, this fulfillment of Jesus coming back to earth. The world is waiting, God is waiting, and he is waiting for us to join him. And when everything comes together... 
when both creation and all the creatures that he is ready to take with him, when we are ready, he is going to release that glorious time. But meanwhile, we need to be joyfully and anticipate it. We need to be ready for it. We need to be craving it, wanting it, and not always look at the past. If we look back at 9 through 11, it says that we need to look forward to things. We don't need to to concentrate on the, the sins of the past. Yes, they happened, but if we've asked for forgiveness to to God, they've been forgiven. It's us. It's our nature of bringing old things back that makes us dwell on them again because God's already forgiven them if you've asked for them to be forgiven he's done the work he's already gone to the cross and they are forgiven so we need to let go of those old things we don't need to keep paying this old life we need to move on to the new life and that when we're waiting we need to be expectant when we're waiting for the final step of our new life, the taking to heaven, the eternity, the coming back of our Lord and Savior, we need to be waiting. Just as the brides were waiting for the bridegroom, they had everything trimmed. They were waiting expectantly and God asked us to do that. And not in sadness, but in joy. So this week, just be thinking about how you can look at this world's joy how we can find joy in the new life God's Spirit has given us. Now, if you're asking yourself, well, Crystal, I don't even understand what this new life is, or if I'm even a Christian that has this new life. Well, I want to tell you right now that John 3.16 says that, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It is that simple. It has nothing to do with your works. It has nothing to do with your sins. It has nothing to do with you, but all of God. All you have to do is believe. Believe that he came. And if you're ready to do that, you can say this simple prayer with me. I believe Jesus Christ came to earth. He died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Amen. That's how simple it can be. And if you said that prayer, welcome to God's new life. And I can't wait to share more about the Bible with you in this segment. So just remember this week to be joyful in that new life that is coming. The new highlight, the new final end of the life. If you've accepted God, you're already in the new life. But be expectant, be joyful that Even better things are to come because whatever Christ is going through, we go through too. So let's get back to Christ and including him in our Christmas or remembering that Christ is the reason for Christmas. So the next thing is to plan a project of goodwill with your family. Just like the project of writing letters or writing a Christmas card to someone outside your family, you can do something else like a project. Another thing that we do here on the homestead and our area does is we have angel trees. And so on the angel trees are usually kids that are from low-income families or senior citizens. We have senior trees as well that maybe their family isn't living close, but they still want a good Christmas. So we go and shop for them. 
I'm sure there's other things you can do. You can go to a food bank to serve some time. You can donate some old toys. There's tons of things of service or goodwill that you can do, but try to find either time to do it now during this Christmas season or think of projects you can do throughout the year, whatever it is, but just think of ways that you can give and not just give to your family, but your whole family can give to others. The last thing is to give a special, which I think is kind of the hardest, is to give a special gift to God, something that is just to him. It can be a personal gift that no one else needs to know about. And maybe it can be a sacrifice. David said in 2 Samuel 24 that he would not offer a sacrifice to God that cost him nothing. Maybe your gift to God will be to forgive someone you need to forgive for a long time. You may discover that you've given a gift back to yourself when you just, when you actually forgive someone. Forgiving is not for those who need the forgiveness or those who we need to forgive forgiveness is for us it's us who are harboring the the little pain the 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 things that inside the hurt when we don't forgive and maybe we give it to god we're letting ourselves free it's not all about them maybe they don't deserve the forgiveness who knows but when you forgive you say that you're not going to hold that hurt in your heart anymore. You're going to let it go. You're going to give it to God because God can handle whatever needs to be done. He's the true judge of this world. Perhaps it could be a gift that you'll commit spending time with God daily, or maybe there's something that God has been asking you to give up, or even something that God's been asking you to do. I know here on the Pray Just Plant podcast, He's been asking me for a while to do this podcast and I hesitated for the longest time. And last year I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it. And that's when we launched the Pray Displant podcast. This was a gift to our Lord. And that's why it's so important that we have that segment that we just went through, building that relationship with our Lord and Savior, because he asked me to bring this podcast to you. So let's recap. Let's bring all of these ideas together. The most important thing I think out of all of this is just to remember Christ. We can read the story of Christ's birth. We can maybe do different kind of advent calendars that don't focus so much on us receiving or our children receiving a gift from the advent calendar. Maybe it's a calendar that wants us giving to others instead of receiving. Or maybe it's a calendar that talks about learning or teaching us more about Christ himself. Set time during the busy season to remind you of Christ. You can do this with Advent itself, you know, the, 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 the constant of the lighting of the candles. Or you can find some other habit or, or tradition that can remind you of Christ that you can put into your modern Christmas. And why not watch a movie? It's modern times, right? Watch a movie about God or watch a movie about the giving spirit. Not so focused on Santa Claus. And the modern view of Christmas. A fun thing to do on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day would be to collect your family's prayers and put them away to read again next year. Or give a gift of service to your family. Or better yet, give a gift of service to others. Go work at a food bank or just write a simple Christmas card to a missionary or a soldier or the checkout lady that's just so very nice. Plan a project of goodwill 
and give a special gift to God that only you can give, that he's been asking you to give to him or been kind of whispering in your ear that you need to do, give that to him in this in this season of him. So I want to thank you for joining me here at the Prages Plant Podcast. If you're new here, I want to welcome you to the Red Ridge Farm family of fellow growers. And as always, if you have any questions or want any more details about what we talked about today, you can check out the show notes in the description of this episode, or you can visit my website, www.redridgefarm.org, where you can contact me and ask me your questions, and I will answer them to the best of my knowledge. And as always, don't let the world hold you back. Pray, just plant.